Well, 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 isn't everything wrapped up in a neat little package up there in Ann Arbor, Renee? Yes, it is. It's so funny. It's like, you know what? Let's let's not continue. It's the weekend upon us. <laughs> Uh, what a 360. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows by now the University of Michigan, they have withdrawn its legal challenge to football coach Jim Harbaugh's suspension over allegations of sign stealing, meaning that Harbaugh will serve out the rest of his three-game suspension tomorrow against Maryland and uh, next week against Ohio State. And the Big Ten will drop the investigation. And I think everyone's thinking something fishy is going on here. Right. Does this just go away now in the best situation, given the situation? I I mean, the investigation does go away. That's part of the agreement. And and the question is, what happened between (laughs) Monday, where Jim Harbaugh wanted to go all Tom Cruise, a few good men on a Washtenaw County courtroom. And bring his chickens, possibly. Yeah, Rich would have been delightful. Right. Maybe he could have uh, registered them as service animals so that they'd be allowed in the courtroom. Oh, my gosh. Um, to yesterday, where out of nowhere, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll sit out. I'll sit out against Ohio State, uh, one of the top four teams in the country, our arch rival, as we're both in the hunt for the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I mean, he said he did it so that they could get back to the game and, and take the focus off of him and – Right. Uh, okay. Now, now Jim Harbaugh wants to focus off of him. Uh, right. So, I mean, we're never going to know because the Big Ten has dropped their investigation. Of course, they're playing nice because now they're saying that they have no evidence that Jim Harbaugh did anything unscrupulous. But I think the the speculation is going to run wild just because this is such such a, a complete turnabout. Maybe he has enough faith in Coach Moore. That he, he doesn't feel this needs to be dragged on. Uh, you know, he has enough faith in Coach Moore to handle things. Or he has enough faith in the NCAA to punish him for whatever would have been uh, turned up in the Big Ten investigation. Uh, yeah, but we will never know. I know. Well, and here's the thing. I would say I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed we never got this hearing. But uh, the news before this broke yesterday is that there would have been no cameras allowed in the Washtenaw County courtroom. That is a little disappointing. I would have liked to have watched that, too. But I I would have liked to see the court sketches. I don't know if they do court sketches in in county court, but I... I I don't think so. Yeah. Ah, well. So, but but here's the thing. If Michigan loses to Ohio State, they're going to do what Michigan fan does and say, oh, we didn't have our coach and we got la, 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 so... All right. Well, I guess uh, I, I, I guess that story has gone away suspiciously. Pretty anticlimactic, if you ask me. Yeah, it, unless it, unless someone else decides to per, pursue the investigation, but I don't think they will. Um, another shocker was how close this UAW vote was for GM. They they did pass it fifty four percent. I think it turned out that there were seven plants that ended up voting against it. I can't say that I saw this coming either. No, me either. You know, you and I, we live in this land of wonderment where you and we're constantly shocked by the news cycle. And one day, one day we're going to get shaded and nothing's going to shock us. Right. Um, So it turns out that a number of employees were unhappy with gains made by workers who had been with the company for a while and that the deal focused too much on kind of the entry-level hires. Right. They said it didn't go far enough for retirees. They weren't able to... um, They weren't able to restore the traditional pension system. Contracts with Ford and Stellantis are expected to pass comfortably. And uh, I, I I, I, I guess... 
fighting for for more benefits for people who've been there for a while and 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 for retirees and pensions i guess that's a good place to start in four and a half years because when i heard this when i heard this deal and and you know all the benefits that the rank and file of the uaw were getting i thought to myself where do they go from from here in four years but i guess this will be the blueprint right and it seemed i would say for about a 24-hour period it, it seemed like sean fain was kind of on the ropes and that his desire to unionize the um, foreign automakers might have been in danger, and that seems to have gone away. Except, you know, except for the uphill climb that that unionizing foreign automakers is in and of itself. But it seemed like that was kind of getting less and less likely, especially if GM did not pass this uh, this, this contract. So now. He's back on the tightrope again. Yeah, I think Sean Fain's back on top of the world. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to get consideration for Times Person of the Year. I mean, whether you agree with him or disagree with him. Oh, that's a great question. I mean, like I said, he's probably one of the most powerful people uh, in, 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 in U.S. business I, right I, now. You know, Mike, I could see that. Yeah. But they always pull a fast one. Remember that one time they just put a, a mirror on the cover and said, you're Times Person. Everyone is Times Person of uh, the Year. Yeah. I do remember that. That was lazy. They phoned it in that year. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. All right. Uh, out in Israel, Israel now controls the El Shifa Hospital. Um, the hospital itself, I don't know if they if they control the whole complex. I guess it's a huge, sprawling con- uh, complex Israel has released what they say is uh, evidence that Hamas was using it as a operation center. They said they found weapons behind MRI machines. They say they found a laptop with pictures of hostages on it. A couple of uh, another body of an Israeli hostage um, it, from the military was found near the hospital. Yeah. Phone and Internet are out in Gaza because telecom companies have run out of gas. Um. But there might be, I don't know, I guess a glimmer of hope of some kind of hostage swap deal or hostage release deal. Yeah, Hamas has reportedly agreed to a deal with Israel to release dozens of hostages, marking a major breakthrough in the effort to free more than 200 people who were abducted in the October 7th terrorist attack that sparked this whole war. Hamas said that it will release 50 women and children in exchange for the same number of Palestinian prisoners being held in Israeli jails. The deal, which is reportedly being negotiated by officials in the U.S., Qatar, and Egypt, also calls for a temporary pause to the fighting in Gaza to allow more humanitarian aid in, which, as you just mentioned, is desperately needed, Mike. And while it remains unclear whether Israel will agree to the proposal. President Joe Biden said that the U.S. is deeply involved in the negotiations. Speaking Wednesday after meeting with Chinese President Xi Jinping, President Biden said that he is working on how he can be helpful in getting the hostages released and have a period of time where there's a pause long enough to let that happen. And I think all of us would be encouraged to see some kind of diplomacy between Israel and Hamas here. Yes, to show that they can work things out without without bombs, uh, you know, by making deals with each other. Um, and anytime 50 hostages can be released um, to Israel, it's good news. I know some people might be upset that 50 um, Palestinian or, or Hamas hostages have been released, uh, might be released as well. But I think the fact that maybe they can come to a deal 
through good old-fashioned political negotiations, I think might be a little glimmer of hope. Yes. Um, and real quick, George Santos, uh, uh, the walls are closing in on him. Yeah, uh, the House Ethics Committee in a scathing report Thursday said it has amassed overwhelming evidence of J- Representative George Santos law-breaking George Shocker. Santos. <laughs> Concluding flatly that uh, the Republican cannot be trusted no. after a months-long investigation into his conduct. Shortly after no the way. panel's report was released, Santos blasted it as a politicized smear in a tweet on X and said that he would not be seeking re-election to a second term. (laughs) Oh my God. My favorite, that's my favorite part of the story. After all this stuff comes out, George Santos announces, I will not be running for re-election in 2024. I would have loved just to see the gall and the audacity of this guy after... After all this comes out, after all this uh, this report that says he broke federal law, all the things he lied about. Oh, yeah? Well, I wasn't going to run anyway. Right. <laughs> but I would have just loved to have seen the re-election campaign. Saturday Night Live is going to have a field day with this. Oh, my gosh. All right. George, George Santos. Uh, we hardly knew ye. Thank God. All right. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. Well, Renee, I know you're one of the Metro Detroiters who uh, have always meant to make it out to Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum and haven't quite yet. And uh, now might be the time. Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, on the to-do list at the top now. Yesterday, uh, Farmington Hills Planning Commission, they met. Um, I guess Meyer wants to uh, knock down Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum and put a Meyer store up. Um, the planning commission voted to okay it yesterday. Still has to be approved by the city council. The owner of Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum says that he's going to fight tooth and nail to keep it open. Uh, one resident said yesterday, and this was a, a very good point, that kids are running out of places to go to be kids. And like I said, I, I love Meyer, but I feel like, number one, it sounds like Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum is still a thriving business if 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 the owner's trying to fight tooth and nail to keep it open it's it would I, it would be one thing if they were going out of business because uh, you know they couldn't stay in business but it sounds like they can stay in business and they want to stay in business so if you're Farmington Hills why would you shut down one thriving business um you know, for a big box store. I mean, I understand. Because it's probably not the amount of business that Meyer will bring in. Yeah, and that's true. And I'm sure that Farmington Hills stands to make a lot of revenue right. off a big box store. However, and I know that Orchard Lake is is a happening spot and there's very, very little um, vac- vacant space there. But, you know, there's a I saw a spirit Halloween at a Best Buy on Orchard Lake. <laughs> Couldn't Meyer look into maybe repurposing that space for one of their stores? Well, and the fact that the community came out, it was standing room only in this meeting. You know, the community outcry to keep this gem around has to say something. You know, and somebody said, it's not like we're fighting to keep a Dave and Buster's around. Right. This is a unique place that's been around and it's, you know, generations have, you know, a a sense of nostalgia of taking their kids there and their kids there. Keep it open. 
Yeah, and and it's something that's so unique. That's the other thing. I mean, there is not another Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum no, out there. No, and so if anything, it's part of it's part of what gives the Metro Detroit area character. Right. And I don't know if it's a good business model to build a store when there's as much community outcry as there was yesterday at this uh, this 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 planning commission meeting. So hopefully they can find something else. Uh, look, I think that, I mean, I'm somewhat familiar with that area. I know there's a Meyer on, on Telegraph um, just off 696. Then there's one on Haggerty and Commerce Township. So there is room for another Meyer somewhere in between. I just hope they find a different space right. other than Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Because once it's gone, it's gone. And, the, and there's a lot of Meyers out there, and, and it's one of my favorite stores. But... I don't know. There has to be another solution. There really has to be. You're you're not going to generate a whole lot of goodwill for yourself. No. um, Because Farmington Hills has shown what a beloved uh, landmark it is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a shame that that the owner wants to keep it going and that there's possible future generations who uh, will just hear about it. Because it's it's a place I... I can't even describe it. It's it's such a unique place. It really needs to be experienced at least once, and and hopefully something can get worked out where Meyer can open up a store to serve the community. Farmington Hills can get its uh, revenue from Meyer, and Marv- Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum um, can stay open. We'll right. see. A um, little bit of a bummer to hear yesterday that uh, Congressman Dan Kildee from Flint, he's going to be retiring at the end of his term. It's understandable. He had a bout with cancer, and he says it changes perspective and priorities. Um, he says that he is cancer-free, so that's good news, but he's going to call it a career. Now, in the Senate last week, West Virginia moderate Joe Manchin announced he's not going to run for re-election. Uh, but he said on MSNBC the other day that he would absolutely consider running for president in 2024. And, and a lot of people predicted this last week. Um, most believe he will be on that No Labels ticket, which is an organization looking to fund and run a Democrat and Republican ticket as president and vice president as an alternative to Trump and Biden. Yep. Most people think it'll be him and Mitt Romney on the ticket together. And uh, I don't think either Manchin or Mitt Romney have the juice to win. Uh, but RFK Jr., he's running as an independent. So if we have this no labels group putting together unity ticket and RFK, it may be a step in the right direction towards having more than just two legitimate presidential candidates down the road. And I think it's it, it's funny, Renee, because you talk to everyone. They never like the two candidates that that are running. They always say the two party system is flawed because you're 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 voting for worse or or. Uh, terrible or worse right um and and so hopefully maybe this this kind of is a step in the right direction to one day maybe in our lifetime having uh more than just two bad choices for for president when election time comes around well he was quoted as saying he thinks that biden's policies have gone too far left and he also is scared to death of a second trump presidency (laughs) and you know what it's funny because you hear everybody saying that, but yet Trump and Biden are probably going to be the two people we're right. voting for. And so here we are. I know. it's It, it makes no sense. Um, it'll be interesting to see, though, how the, this vote shakes out um, between Biden, Trump, RFK, and Manchin and Mitt. I thought 
RFK Jr. would steal votes from Biden. But the polling show he's stealing votes from Trump. And Manchin, That's interesting. I know. I, I I knew that he had, like, high favorability with Trump voters, but I thought that's just because Trump voters thought he would steal votes from um, from, from Biden. Right. Um, and then Manchin admit they're both moderates. They're not particularly popular within their party. I don't know if Mitt Romney would steal votes from Donald Trump or Joe Biden. So it, it it'll be very interesting to see how this thing breaks up four ways, but uh, just something to keep an eye on. And uh, Renee, you found a you found a side gig that might that a lot of people might be trying to um, apply for. Yes, actually, I thought of you specifically, Mike. You know, you talk about your side hustle of DoorDash. Yes. When you get off the air. Well, this could either be a dream come true for you or a total nightmare. I'm not sure. A flower box subscription service is offering to pay someone $2,000 to watch 12 Hallmark Christmas movies in 12 days. Save me on gas. <laughs> There's that. The chosen candidate will also be given a Ghirardelli hot chocolate, two pairs of fuzzy socks, and a 12-month flower box subscription. They're going to be asked to rank each movie by five criteria. Festivity, predictability, chemistry between the characters, and if it made them cry and if they'd watch it again. Applications are open through December 3rd. So basically, you're getting paid to watch Hallmark movies. A.K.A. the Candace Cameron Bure Film Festival. <laughs> right. All right. Two grand, though. It's not bad. It's well, not a bad gig. Well, I'm trying to figure the breakdown out. Okay, so you said $2,000 for 12 movies, right? Right. That's $166 a movie. Let's say each movie is two hours. Yeah. That's eighty three dollars an hour. That's not too bad. Not bad, and you don't have to leave your house, I'll, and you get fuzzy slippers, yeah, fuzzy I, socks. I also feel like you can cheat the system because every single Hallmark movie is the same, so you can watch one and just write the same report twelve times. Yes, you bump, you drop something clumsily, you bump into each other, you have a good laugh, and you stare at each other with an awkward gaze. Renee is a big city lawyer with no time for Christmas. But when her uncle leaves her his Christmas tree farm, she goes back to her hometown and falls in love with her uh, high school sweetheart who's now a handsome man wearing flannel. Exactly. You, you figured out the first five. I like how predictability is one of, the, uh, is one of their criteria. Exactly. Ten out of ten. Every single one. I would do this, though. I, you know, though, there's probably a lot of competition. I, I don't know exactly what you could put on your resume to set yourself apart for a job like this. I don't know, but maybe you and your wife could split it up. Yeah, maybe. Here's the thing. Our dog gets jealous sometimes when we're watching a movie. Yeah. Because we're not paying attention to her. So I, I, I think I think uh, we we might not be able to get through all 12 I'm movies. so intrigued by what happens in your house. <laughs> well, here are the power rankings in my house, okay? Yeah. Number one, our dog. Oh, number queen. Number two, my wife. <laughs> number there's... 12, me. <laughs> I'm somewhere behind the, uh, the, the television and the internet router. <laughs> Got it. All right. Uh, we are going to uh, take a quick break. We'll come back, put a bow on the week, and put a bow on today. It's first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale, WJR. And we got J- Guy Lloyd and Jamie in here, uh, busily getting ready for the Friday edition of JR Morning. And uh, we are a week out, less than a week out, a week out from Black Friday, six six days out from Thanksgiving. Are there we will in the- be rioting in the streets at this time next week? <laughs> <laughs> you think so? What? Because you didn't get the drumstick or what? No, no. It's, it's Black Friday's a week from today, right? 
It is a week from today. Yeah. I feel like people don't push each other down at Best Buys anymore. Yeah. It's not like Filene's. Well, no. You know, I think they look more forward to Cyber Monday. People like to shop on online. It's, Correct. It's you know? weird you say that, guy, because there is a list that was put out. I don't remember who. I feel like this was a click-on list about what's open and what's not on Thanksgiving. And they've got all the, the malls listed. All the malls are going to be closed. But and then the it says what time? What's that? The Freep. The Freep. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, and then it says what time everyone opens up on Black Friday. Briarwood opens at 6 a.m. Everyone else doesn't open till 8 a.m., which I feel like is a, a massive shift. Yeah, some of them not even till 9. Which, back, you know, once upon a time, you know, these stores. They open yeah. late on Thanksgiving. Right. right. Well, yeah. 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 And thank you. This is supposed to be about family. Ex- and exactly. Right. Gratitude. And thank goodness the, the, the ugly side of consumerism <laughs> isn't being fed. Well, yeah. I'd like. I'd like to give props to the American consumer for not making it worth their while to open on Thanksgiving because they're not closing out of the kindness of their own heart. Right. They're yeah. not closing for family and gratitude. <laughs> right, exactly. well, or is this maybe in a lot of places kind of an internal rebellion saying, you know what? No, no. Well, Nordstrom, one of my favorite stores, always says that, like, we will be closed for the family holiday of Thanksgiving and we'll see you at, you know, the next time and they yeah. give you a time. I like that. Yeah, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Due to uh, an unexpected uh, non-decrease in revenue, we will be closed Thursday again. <laughs> oh, good. Good, good. good for you, Black Friday shoppers. And, Renee, there's a, the, the tree lighting downtowns tonight, too, isn't it? Yeah, the festivities kick off at 4 o'clock in Campus Marshes and goes until 9 o'clock tonight. So, Which is good. It'll be dark by 4 o'clock. And don't <laughs> right. let, the, don't let the, the temperature on your in-car thermometer mislead you. Yeah, What you see right now is as warm as it's going to get today. That's that right. It felt correct. good this morning walking Sasha in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, it feels pretty well, good out here this morning. And you know what her expression to is going to be in about 12 hours? Yeah. What the heck you doing? <laughs> Right. Dad, can I get just some um, AstroTurf inside to go pot during the do, winter? Do you know how low my belly is to this cold concrete? <laughs> get her one of the pee pads. Well, you know, but see, her her thing is, you know, she likes the cold weather and she likes the snow. Yeah, she oh. loves it. She jumps around yep. like a gazelle. Yep. She just it's next year. <laughs> and then they melt it all over your house. Yeah, they do. Yeah, no, that is true. <laughs> yeah, my dog. Uh, she likes to. Uh, she thinks the pee pads are a chew toy. She just she just goes just after. Tears them up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So y- you guys remember Dan Orlovsky, right? The former sure, Lions quarterback. Yeah. You know, I I I like his work on ESPN. Uh, I don't know if it, this was yesterday or Wednesday, but he went on the Pat McAfee show. And said that Bill Belichick has a new job lined up for next year. And just about every team in the league is is connected to it. The Bills, the Chargers, Washington, Dallas, some of the names. But one name you don't see on the list is our Detroit Lions. Because we already have, we, because we have a, a better option that we're, we're ready to roll with, you know, in Dan Campbell. And I think, just think back to like five years ago. If somebody would have said... Bill Belichick is going to come available and the Detroit Lions are not going to jump at it because they have a coach they'd rather roll with. It it kind of blows my mind. I think it just shows the the progress that the team, this team is making. Mm -hmm. You're saying that he's not going to coach the Patriots next year. Well, Dan Orlovsky. Orlovsky, Yeah. And that other teams want him. Yes. Okay. But not the Lions. Oh yeah. Let this stampede begin. Yeah. But doesn't that, isn't that just, Tell you what the, you, the headline should be: reversal of fortune, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's 
That's what we've seen. Right. And it's a miracle. By the way, tonight is the Barry movie of debuting at the Fox sure Theater. Bye bye, Barry. Yes. And we'll learn. I, I, I don't. Do you think this is going to be a big nothing burger that it just says, yeah, I, I was worried about catastrophic injury and I had been lucky yeah. thus far and I just decided not to roll the dice? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've hyped the daylights out of this thing. Well, I mean, things were pretty acrimonious between Barry and the Lions for a while, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. quite Calvin Johnson, but mm-hmm. close. I don't recall that, but okay. Um, well, he didn't come around for a long no, time. No, for a long time. Oh, no. He's yes. right. That's and right. So there well, was there was something. some bitterness on their part because what he did was pretty abrupt and out of the blue. Um, so I think it was, yeah, I think it was probably on both sides. Um, but, you know, they were <laughs> like a spurned, watch the documentary. Yeah. spurned lover. But I'll wait until it's on Amazon Prime, which, which I think it will be. Yeah. But yeah, I knew yeah. it was fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. always fast. But yeah, big shindig tonight at the Fox for season ticket holders and and uh, well, look, it's good. It'll it, leak out. It's good to have our our, our goat at running back and our goat at wide receiver uh, back in the fold. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, hundred percent Hall of Famers. Yeah, yeah. I want them to be a part of the team. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of awkward for it was kind of awkward for the team to not have good relationships with them. So it's it's good that they've rebuilt that. Um. So Dan Kildee. Sad to hear that he is retiring um, from Congress at the end of his term. Um, He came out and said that he's cancer-free, but cancer has shifted his priorities, and he wants to spend more time with his family, which I'm getting it. I can understand that. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But what a loss. I mean, that the Cook political report took no time, and that was lean Democrat. Now it's a toss-up, that district. Mm. Well, one person— But but uh, more important is the the personal side is Dan says that it isn't about his health. Right. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, His health shifted his priorities, but he's not retiring because of his health. One person I'm going to keep an eye on. Genesee County Sheriff Chris Swanson. Yes, I was going to text you yesterday about that, saying, boy— I'm a big Swanson guy. There's a big horse coming out on the outside rail. <laughs> yeah. um, him and Jelly Roll are tight, I guess. He's, he's bringing Jelly Roll to to do a concert for prisoners. But I mean, he, he's he's so progressive. I mean, he he his uh, his human trafficking victim unit has become a, a national model. Uh, he he really is for rehabilitating prisoners to to to, to get them ready for life on the outside. Plus, on social media, he's got a bus, so he's running for something. <laughs> and I think he would be—I think he'd be a fantastic replacement for Kildy. I think he would. Yeah. And I think he'd win. I think he'd win. Yeah. I, I think he's got a really good chance. I but do. the other one is Kristen McDonald Rivet, the current state senator. She's pretty appealing too. We'll see. Jared Morning coming up. A pro-Palestinian protest outside the Democratic National Committee headquarters in Washington D.C. Got out of control Wednesday night, leading to multiple arrests. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell was one of 10 lawmakers caught inside DNC headquarters that night. And she talks about it with Chris on JR Afternoon. And meanwhile, these protests that are happening all around the country are becoming more and more serious. Just ask Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, who joins us. She was trapped in this pro-Palestinian protest in Washington, D.C. Congresswoman, good to have you. Chris, it's good to be with you, and it's good to be home and safe. Yeah. What What was this like for you? You know, I have to, I'm going to be honest with you. Look, I believe in the right to free speech, and I believe in the right for peaceful protesting. But I, I did not, because I didn't have access to a television, and I didn't know everything that was going on. I had this just feeling on January 6th, everything would be okay, and I was not rattled. 
I did get rattled yesterday. I was um, me. I, I wanted to leave, and I'm not afraid of protesters. You know me. Mm-hmm. You know when I see people protesting, I go out, and I talk to them, and I want to know what's on their mind. And I said, you know, I tried to go out a side door, and they were like, no, you can't go there. They've got the doors blocked with bins, and there are people waiting to pounce on you. So I said, well, I'm going to go out the front door. Um, and the police had shut down the building, but I was like, what are they going to do to me? But as I got to the front door, a Capitol policeman, uh, well, the Capitol police said to us, they are pepper spraying, uh, mm. pepper spraying the police. And a young woman, early 20s, who was a policewoman keeping us safe, came in, clearly having been pepper sprayed. She was sick. Her skin was burning. Her eyes were um And I was like, okay, maybe I'm not going out into that crowd. And I do thank uh, the men and women who keep us safe every day. They were out there. They were keeping us safe. They had, if you've seen the videos, Mm -hmm. it It was intense. it, It was a lot of, that's intense is a good word. There was a lot of anger and frustration. And I just think that we got to make sure we're protecting our rights of free speech, our rights to protest, so many constitutional rights, but you can't do, you can't go to violence. You can't do property damage and you can't hurt policemen. So it was scary. I'm not going to lie to you. I was rattled. So uh, do you think there needs to be a change in rhetoric that lawmakers are, are, that some lawmakers are pushing on this topic? I mean, this is obviously a hot button issue as it should be. Um, because there are lives at stake all across the board. But but do you think the rhetoric needs to be toned down a little bit while while um, um, uh, something on the geopolitical stage is happening? I'm going to divide this into two, two thoughts. One, you, uh, there are lives at stake here. And, you know, people, I don't want to see any baby die. I don't care if they're a Jewish baby or a Palestinian baby. I don't want to see the children die. Uh, I think we're horrified at what we are witnessing in the Mideast. And I think people have, I have met with so many people who have family. I was at an M-Gage event, which was Arab American Muslim event in Washington on Wednesday night. And a man showed me, or Tuesday night, uh, showed me a picture of his entire family that died in, in, in Gaza. It's horrific. It's totally horrific. But I think that it's not, yes, these protests are focused on a horrific situation. And I really don't want to see anybody die, period. I condone what Hamas did. The Palestinian people are not Hamas. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's very complicated. I want humanitarian ceasefire. I want this to end. And I want, ultimately, we got to deal with the problem that led to this, which if you don't deal with Gaza, if you have people living the way that they have been living, it simmers up into what you saw, and it's not good. On the other, I want to also say to you that I think right now in America, we have lost civility. We think that it's okay to say anything. While we're hearing it, the protest last night was on the Middle East situation. I think people insult each people, bully people. Uh, I think social media has given people anon- make them anonymous. They think there are no consequences. We don't treat each other the way that we should treat each other with respect and 
dignity. You can disagree agreeably. And I think it is far too easy to be violent, intense, passionate against somebody else. And it has to stop because it's a danger to our society. I mean, we we saw protesters rattling the gates at the White House. And I mean, these protests have gotten heated. Do you expect this to continue? I fear that somebody's going to get hurt. Yes, I fear it. And I, I totally support the right of people to protest. That's a fundamental right in our Constitution, in freedom of speech. But the intensity and the passionateness right now and the bullying and, quite frankly, that where some of these go, I, I urge those that want to make their voices heard to make sure that their voices are being heard on the point that they're trying to make and that they not become a story of the consequences of that protest getting out of control. Well, we're, we're glad you're safe. Uh, and, and we, uh, I, I hope very much that you're wrong and, and somebody doesn't get hurt because these things seem to have escalated over the last couple of weeks and they're becoming more and more intense. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, thank you for your time as always. Thank you, Chris. Take care. Yeah, you do the same. And actually, 719, Debbie Dingle will be talking to the crew on JR Morning. All right, Renee, I don't know about you, but as an adult, I feel like uh, Thanksgiving becomes a top-tier holiday. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's a sport, really. <laughs> right. It's you <laughs> against the table. That's right. I mean, as a kid, it's kind of just like a hurdle towards Christmas. Uh, but, you know, as, as an adult, it's great. Well... Um, the vacationer has put out a survey of the most hated Thanksgiving dishes in America. And uh, just off the top of your head, give me a guess. Uh, I'm going to go with the sweet potatoes. Jace, what about you? I'm putting you on the spot. Jason Fisler. Uh, the one I don't like the most, cranberry sauce. You guys well, got the top two. Really? If this were Family Feud, though, Jason would win because cranberry sauce was number one. Sweet potatoes was number two. And uh, I got to say, I'm not a big uh, cranberry sauce guy myself, unless unless you're mixing it in your sadness bowl the next day where you put you take all the leftovers <laughs> and you put then, you know, it adds an, a little sweetness. But cranberry sauce by itself, I'm now, not a fan. A cranberry and vodka I can go down with, though. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you probably don't want your cranberry and vodka to have the thickness of a cranberry no, sauce. No. Then you need to get your cranberry or your vodka checked. Right. Can you believe turkey is number four? I feel like I could just do Thanksgiving without the turkey. I feel the sides. It's fine. I feel like most people just do turkey out of obligation. It is out of obligation. Let's stop messing around and just do ham or something. It's first thing, WJR.